Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are back doing it again this week. We're going to take a little hiatus after this week. Got a little travel coming up with the family. So, but wanted to get one more in before a little summer vacation. So, Richard, where in Middle America are you checking in from tonight? Back in Evansville, baby. Back in Evansville. Did, did you uh, accomplish your uh, homework last week? Did you drive by Ellis Park? No, I haven't yet. I will. I will. I'll have to report that on the way back uh, or when you're back uh, because I am headed down that way. I'm going to Owensboro on Thursday morning. So okay. uh, you will you will be the first to know when, okay. you, when you get back. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I looked online as I was looking at some uh, Ellis Park and some racing stuff, and it looks like they still have it. They still have crops in the infield. So uh, it makes me so, so happy. So Evansville, I am in Louisville. We got some nice spring weather here. It's windy today. The last few days have been windy, but the temperature is really nice, almost like a fall day. So I've enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. What about your weekend, Richard? How'd you, how was uh, what, anything fun this weekend that you got into? Uh, just, uh, not really, uh, just hung out with some friends. Maisie had a friend of hers come in from Africa. She works with the, uh, U.S. government over in Africa. So, uh, she came in, we had dinner with her and her family. And then Saturday night, we had dinner with a friend of ours. We went to chicken me. Um, it's the first time I've been there since, uh, our trip on, uh, Oaks night, uh, the food was a little disappointing this go around. I was okay. kind of surprised. Well, so it, it, a little cold and a little disappointing for the first time. So I hope that's not a trend. I hope it was just an off night. Yeah. Well, you never know with that. Uh, what part of Africa is Maisie's friend in? Tanzania. Oh, nice. Excellent. You know, we met someone who's in uh, Tanzania. Um, a friend of my sister-in-law's, her, her boyfriend is like a lion expert and studies lions in tanzania it was pretty fascinating to me and we met him uh derby weekend and pretty cool pretty cool uh guy in a cool place um yeah i think um you know for my weekend we had a nice weekend um you know uh we we had a, a party sunday for some friends who were moving to atlanta a little going away party from the old neighborhood saturday we went to um the loose city game and uh that was very disappointing. It was um, the it's what a beautiful night it was, and the club just is struggling to get it going. And the precision that we're used to seeing from the club is not there in terms of just just fundamentals, passing, um, getting a little space, finding the right guy. I think Danny Cruz is a great coach, and I think he can turn this group around. But um, it was a disappointing three one loss, uh, and then the other. Our Friday night, I'm going backwards because Friday night, I have to tell you that you were a little disappointed in your chicken me, but we had the most middle America, white couple, middle age date that you could possibly imagine. Um, we are going on. You went to Hardy's. Close. We, Elizabeth has a gift card to Barnes and Noble. So we went and got a couple of books for our uh, upcoming vacation. So we started out at the new Barnes and Noble. Um, so that was exciting. And then I had a gift card to a conglomerate of chain restaurants. Now, I don't think I'll tell you what chain restaurant it was, but I will just tell you that it was a chain restaurant. And we got some food, and uh, it was it was something. Uh, I have not done that in a while. Um, I did walk out of there. We each had an entree. We had an appetizer, had a bottle of wine, and uh, it, after uh, the tip, out of my pocket, it was 15 bucks. So from that standpoint, it was pretty good. That was good. Um, but there's a reason that we don't really do that, uh, very often. And so 
Okay, there are, there are no secrets in the good midlife, Jim. You can't <laughs> hold the audience that captive. Okay. And well, your, your co-host. Okay, okay. I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, I, I think they're famous for chicken tenders. Does that help you? You want to guess? Canes? No, no. It's a sit-down restaurant. Uh, oh, Charlie? Close. It was Cheddar's. Oh, that's not that bad. That's no. not that bad. It was fine. It's it was just incredible, but it's not that bad. Yeah, it was just a, the, the atmosphere was a little depressing. There were some weird people sitting next to us. One dude had on some flip flops with an obnoxiously long toenail. So, you know, that's not anybody's fault, but uh, kind of weird and uh, not exactly <laughs> what you want on your Friday date night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyway, it, it, it was very fun. I am appreciative of the um, the meal we, and the chicken tenders were really good. I will say the chicken tenders were delicious. And I had not eaten chicken tenders and fries like a like a, an eight year old in a long time, but I really really enjoyed it. <laughs> we came home and nice. talked nice. about it. McKinley said, "Why are you guys eating like your kindergartners?" I'm like, "Well, listen, just let me have it uh, for tonight." Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we did that. I will tell you um, a couple quick hits from the weekend. Uh, we I posted a photo on Instagram, and the official club page from Loose City started following us. So. That was very exciting for me and for us. And you guys should follow us too at the Good Midlife Podcast on Instagram if you're not following already. Um, posting a lot of stuff, a lot of fun stuff that we're doing. I will be posting a lot over the next couple of weeks as I'm traveling. And then uh, I hung out with our good friend Jill, and she had just listened to our episode about the Borg and Derby. And she talked about how much she enjoyed it and how excited she gets when she hears her name on the pod. So there's a little shout out and uh, Jill, she had a good Jill, uh, Jill. There you go. Jill. There it is. She had a good idea for a future pod. She was talking about the music when we did. And uh, she said she thought we should do one and talk about music videos that made songs better and music videos that totally ruined songs. And since people in our age demographic have basically seen the music video construct from its origin to its death, I think that could be a really fun pod. It it could be a fun pod. It could be very difficult, however. I think that's um, right. I, I because that that I mean I, I mean MTV stopped showing videos when uh, five years ago, maybe three oh, years ago. I think ago? it's longer than that. I I don't know. I haven't watched it in forever, but I think it would just have to be stuff. Ten years ago, okay. So if it's yeah. ten years ago, I don't remember. Sometimes yesterday. So yeah, I, I don't know. So well, Jill had that, a lot that, of ideas, that, so maybe we should idea. have her on. Maybe we could have her on to talk about that. But uh, Or another idea, it's like, and you and I have discussed it, is books that were turned into movies. Yep. Um, and good, the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, that might take a little time to construct a list like that because there's so many. But uh, I thought that might be a good idea because I just finished a book uh, in, the heart of, in the Heart of the Sea. Um, which was uh, Ron Howard created that in a movie. So I kind of got that idea from that. That's so. a great, that's a great book in an average movie. I thought Nathaniel Philbrick is such a great writer of historical narrative. I narrative. I loved that book. D did you like the book? I did like the book. It's very different. It's like, I need, I want to go back and watch the movie um, and finding movies like that, that didn't do very well in the like theaters than streaming. Yeah. I was so excited when that project was announced. It's hard to find. I have to probably rent it out of Amazon or Apple or something like that. 
Yeah. 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 And, uh, and then I listened to the book and it's like, I also listened to that guy's uh, the book, the last stand, which was about custard. That was a really, really good book. He does, he does very well. And I'm, I'm kind of interested in his revolutionary theories, but anyway, that's a theme we might get to, uh, that might take some time because you gotta, we might just say top 10, we think, and then kind of go from there. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. We just need to kind of plan it out and think through it and plan out in advance. Um, one more Nathaniel Philbrick book in case you've never read it. Uh, he wrote one, I think it's called Mayflower and it's about the pilgrims and coming over to America and it's long and it's, you know, it's, it's a a historical book, but man, it's really good. Um, anyway, that guy writes fantastic stuff. It's really well researched. He's, he's an excellent, excellent writer. Um, Well, his father was a big writer too. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he inherited those genes for sure. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Well, jumping out of the weekend, you know, uh, we talked about the weekend. We talked about Ellis park. We had the Belmont stakes this weekend. Did you watch the Belmont Richard? I, I, I didn't. And I, I'm not going to lie to you. I completely, I just, the day was just chaotic. So I completely forgot about it, honestly, until I saw the alert from ESPN. Yeah. So, well, it was a great race. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, you saw my picks. I had um, the top four, just not in proper order, but I did had our, our uh, Archangelo um, in there in the money. Um, I didn't quite bet it correctly to make money, but uh, it was a good race. I felt like Forte and Angel of Empire were the two best horses. They finished second and fourth. You know, that's a great race. It's a fun race. It's, it's always interesting to see who wants to go that extra quarter mile um longer than what the derby is that mile and a half that just eats those horses up in the home stretch and you had four horses who were really strong finishing actually five with red route one coming in there too so great fun uh love it and no triple crown winner this year but uh we'll we'll be uh we'll get ready for next year yeah yeah for sure um let me ask you this i want to i want to shift gears this is a this is kind of a, a weird question but uh I noticed this week that at The Hub, which is a restaurant and bar here in town, this weekend they had a Taylor Swift drag show on Sunday. So it was drag queens dressed as Taylor Swift, dancing and doing their thing to Taylor Swift music. I'm not going to lie to you. I would have gone. If you had to pick a musician, an artist, to go to a drag show with people dressed as her, doing her music, do you have any ideas who that might be? We talked. I talked to Katie about this last night. We had a long discussion. Tina Turner. Tina Turner is a great one. I didn't get to her. But that's a great option. Um, I I would go to the Taylor one and the only. Yeah. Um, I would go to Madonna. Madonna, maybe. Madonna theme would be maybe, good. Maybe. Lady Gaga would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I would do um. Cher. <laughs> Katie said, "Would Cher's you go to Cher?" And I said, "No, I'd pass. I'd pass on Cher." Yeah, I would pass on Cher too because I. No, it's terrible music. So, uh, I, but, but I, Tina I, Turner. I tossed it at work today. Beyonce was a very popular choice too. Um, yeah, which I would be which that. I would be very fun. Although I would take Rihanna over Beyonce, but uh, you know that's that's uh, you know that's just a personal preference. And so, anyway, it's a fun thing to think about. The drag show brunch thing is uh, I've never been to one of those. Have you been to a drag brunch before? No, no. Mm-hmm. Now you you went to the drag show back when it was at Connections, right? You you've been to drag shows before, right? uh yes possibly okay i have to say question mark i think i have yeah like the midnight drag show at connection if you were hammered like i did it twice but it was always very very fun and uh interesting and just a a, a different 
you know, just a different vibe than what we're normally living in. But uh, it's yeah, it's, in the nineties, it definitely was a different vibe for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. World, so, the world was a little bit more conservative than it is now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh. Now, now you're just sitting at uh, regular restaurants with the the drag yeah. show happening yeah. on Sunday at noon. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, for brunch, for goodness' right, sake. Right, right. Yeah. Speaking of restaurants, we talked about a news story this week. Kanye West had a big birthday, and he served sushi off naked ladies. Did you see that? You sent that to me, and I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed for Kanye West. Not he's 46 now, and that's the good midlife that that falls into the good midlife category. And I'm disappointed we were not invited to uh, broadcast from said birthday party. So uh, I did see about the event. Apparently, there was sushi and nudity. So yeah, yeah. Uh, um, leave it to Kanye to be weird as hell. I, so I. My buddy sent it to me, uh, and uh, he said, missed you at the party Saturday. It was a good time. And I said, oh, I was there early. I just got kicked out because they said, come have a bite of fresh snapper, and I didn't know they meant sushi. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. You there it is. had to go there. There's a joke. There it is. Gotta it's have a it. Tuesday night. Red snapper's been mentioned. <laughs> there it is. Um, yep. Anyway. We uh, might get thrown off the podcast now. Because Jim brought up Red Snapper. You know, I I accidentally sent that back to Tommy and because uh, I was trying to send it to Elizabeth. And I said, hey, sorry, I was trying to send that to E. He said, well, let me know what she says about that. And uh, <laughs> he, well, here's the thing. Apparently, it occurred in an episode of Sex in the City once. So she's like, whoa. And then she said, I think it was Samantha. One of the, the, the characters did it for her boyfriend in Sex in the City once. So I guess, uh, you know. That was not that shocking. Uh, if you're a Sex in the City fan, you've seen that before. And I've heard of the Naked Sushi. I've just never, again, you know, haven't been to that party yet, haven't been invited. Um, maybe maybe one day. Yeah, the weirdest party I ever went to was probably a yoga party in San Francisco. And I, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought it might have turned into a, a, a sec, an orgy. Maybe. I, I would. We, I a, left. Yeah. I left before. I was like, okay. And. And and you kind of had to size up the situation of like what you were there. It's like, okay, this seems weird. I'm getting this vibe, and you immediately started sizing up the situation of uh, okay, let's plan this strategically. Let's scout the room. <laughs> you know, I um, this is a total sideways turn, but uh, last week I was listening to a podcast about Jeffrey Epstein because. I know the news story, but I hadn't really dug deep into it. So I went into it. I listened to this podcast. It was a couple of years old, just kind of detailing everything that went on. And after about four episodes, uh, I, I needed a break. I needed something that was going to be more refreshing to me. So I started searching around and I found this uh, podcast hosted by a couple who are living in Vegas and they are swingers. And holy effing cow, man. Like I, I can just imagine like the, the yoga party that becomes – a totally different thing uh it was it's it's a different world again different world and shout out to yeah, all the swingers as, as, as and then uh i think we brought up we've talked about swingers before on the show or we've talked about doing this and um i i have a great story for a later time but i will bring it up about the uh clearwater uh swingers association excellent excellent so uh, uh yeah, but right. yeah as i was going to that party uh, my friend turns around to me as we're walking up the steps and about five feet from the door, it's like 
she turns and says, "There could people could be having sex in here." Yeah. All right. <laughs> and I, it's like I'm in a strange thing. I'm visiting my friend, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" So I immediately, that's when I, it's like, I started scouting the room immediately upon uh, entering the room from that point on. So that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, let's see. Yeah, that was a good one. So uh, getting back on track, we went to hit a couple of other news things that we thought were interesting this week. I'll start. We lost uh, a wrestler, the Iron Sheik, who was one of my favorites growing up. And by favorites, I mean, he was one I hated so much. Uh, he wrestled with Nikolai Volkov and he wore the, the curved shoes. He was from Iran, and uh, in 1984, we didn't hate anybody more than Iran, right? In Russia together. So uh, yeah, that that was a that was a, a golden age of wrestling for me. I, I've seen you watch yeah. those guys too, right? I, yeah, I mean, it's just like I can still envision the the action figure, like WWE had like yes. an action yeah. figure set, and he had the uh, the sheet or the not turban on but um oh yeah 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 he had the the yeah. the, the headgear thing and and the, yeah, the bar mustache and uh yeah he had his curvy boots it was a that was very a great politically cor- incorrect these days but yes yeah he i i you sent that to me and that all right we sent that to each other i think at the same time and it was uh it was a very sad day so yeah yeah very sad so pour one out for the iron sheet uh, I'm going to let you take the next one and let's get into the Conor McGregor situation. Yeah. So uh, there was reports. I, I, I'm, I, I don't know where I was, but I was sitting there and all of a sudden I get an alert that Conor McGregor knocks out the heat's mascot. And I was like, wait, what? And I looked it up and sure enough, Conor McGregor, it's like there was a promotion going on before the Heat's Nuggets NBA Finals game down in Miami. And they were fake boxing or what the mascot thought potentially was fake boxing with Conor McGregor. And Conor McGregor hit him and basically sent the mascot, him or her, I think it's a him, uh, to the ER because he punched him too hard. A fantastic story. And then on top of it, then a couple hours, like a couple days later, it was reported that people were basically saying he had to have been on drugs because he thought he was actually in a real fight when that happened. <laughs> I don't know how a mascot you could, I mean, unless you're on hallucinogens, maybe you thought a, <laughs> a like a extra large uh, mascot was a, uh, a, a, you were in a UFC fight, but apparently he did uh and i'm just telling you what i heard uh so i don't know if he did or didn't but apparently he did and knocked the guy silly and had to go to the hospital for uh uh concussion protocol it's the first time ever a mascot has been in concussion protocol i think yeah so that that was definitely entertaining news for the week yeah that that was something um yeah, you would have to be on some 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 strong peyote or something to think that uh, a mascot was was just somebody you're really fighting. And I yeah. I, I should have researched this where this stacks up in the the pantheon of ridiculous mascot situations, but it has to be a top ten moment for sure. Well, one of the better one is, and and not to get too deep into this, if you watch the Miami Thirty for Thirty. When the Miami mascot got in a fight with, I'll have to do research, but it was it Notre Dame. Like it it, I don't think it was. It might have been Notre Dame. I'm not sure, but it was fantastic. I mean, it was yeah. fisticuffs. 
Yes, yeah, I mean it was the eye straight was, up was not taking anything. No, it, it was it was it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, the sports mascots are awesome. They're silly and uh, but just when ridiculous stuff happens, it's just very fun. Very fun. Do you have anything else you want to get to before we jump into the meat, the next big section, the big big uh, chunk? No, I'm. Uh, I think that's it for right now. Okay. Last week we talked about the greatest villains in the history of cinema. We looked at AFI's top fifty, and we talked about the greatest villains. This week we're going to talk about the heroes. Um. So, do you have the list pulled up, Richard? Uh, I do. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to let you I, do I the do. AFI because I've got an alternate list that I want to get into some of these other ones too, which is a different. Uh, sort of a situation, but I'll let you work through the top 10 and we can talk about it. Just for the record, back to the mascot things. Uh, Bleacher Report has mascot fight, the worst uh, the worst behaved mascots of all time. We will get to that next week. Oh, awesome. Yes, let's do that. Yep. That So, <laughs> or when you get back, we will discuss yeah. that. Excellent. Okay, Excellent. now, yes, now. Okay, so top 10. I, I have a bone to pick with this. Uh, all right, uh, T. E. Lawrence is top ten. Is T. E. Lawrence from Lawrence Arabia? Uh, okay. Number nine is George Bailey from A Wonderful Life. Uh, number eight, or yeah, number eight is Ellen Ripley from Alien. Now we're getting. Somewhere. Um. Uh, number seven is Rocky Balboa from Rocky. Yep. Uh, number six is Clarice Starling from Silence of the Lambs. Mm -hmm. Number five is Will Kane from High Noon. Excellent. Um, Rick uh, Blaine from Casablanca is number uh -huh. four. Yep. Um, James Bond, Dr. No, is number three. Indiana Jones of the Ra in Raiders of the Lost Ark is number two. And number one is, um, I'm going to butcher his first name. It's Atticus Finch from Atticus Finch yeah, from Atticus uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yep. Yeah. So that is number one. So, so tell me your beef. What do you have? Uh, I think the beef is, I think it's a very old list. I, I just don't agree with the list that much. I think there's, I mean, I think some of them are really good and some of them are really bad. So uh, we can go down the list. I think number 10, T.E. Lawrence from Lawrence of Arabia. I mean, it, that's a great movie. It's a great story, but is it really a, uh, a a hero? I mean, do you have anything you'd inject there? I'm I'm with you 100%. I don't know why this is a top 10 story unless you're just trying to appeal to other people. Again, great movie, not somebody that I think of when I think about great heroes. But, you know, recency I, bias. I, I mean, I think you could throw a Hans, uh, Han Solo in there. Well, so here's I'm my not, thing. Uh, here's my thing. I like my heroes a little bit darker. I like them to be i don't want them as squeaky clean as atticus finch or george bailey i want them to have a little bit of edge and that's why i would go han solo ahead of luke skywalker um that's why i yeah, would go exactly Bat batman ahead of superman um a, a modern one that i love as a hero is uh the bride from the kill bill films she's a fantastic hero um i want my yeah. heroes with a little bit more edge a little bit of darkness not afraid to get in the gray, not afraid to get in the mud and, um, you know, you know, walk in those gray areas uh, of maybe morality, maybe right, wrong, sometimes not even morality, but in the gray areas to try to do the right thing. And yeah. I think this yeah, list sure. is, is heavy with the squeaky clean uh, heroes. Yes, exactly. I think George Bailey, it's just like 
I mean, it seems like both lists have a wonderful life in it. It's just like that that tells me they're considering Wonderful Life one of the best movies of all time. I don't I don't I don't even know if I go that far. It's a great movie. I've seen it. It my wife made me watch it over Christmas for it's like all the way through. It's a great movie, but it's like I don't know if it's even a top 10 great movie. Right. I mean, there's uh, George Bailey. It's like he needs to come out of the list. T. Lawrence needs to come out of the list for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, Ellen Ripley, however, is a good hero. She's on the list. Like she is an awesome hero. Yes. Yep. 110%. Rocky, Rocky Balboa, great hero. Fantastic. We can talk about the troublesome racial aspects of Rocky. That's there, but he's an awesome hero. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a guy coming off the streets and then, I mean, fighting his way to world championship. It's great. Clary Starling. um, I think she is a good hero. I don't know. I mean, yes, kind of. I think I don't know if they're doing this because Hannibal Lecter was such a bad villain that they threw her in here. I don't know how I feel even about Clary Starling. Great movie. Great story. I love Jody her. Foster. Jodie Foster did a great job, but I, I don't know if she's a a top 10 hero, though. I am OK with it. I, I, I'm OK with it. I think she's a fantastic character, particularly in Silence of the Lambs. And I think um, she is reluctant at times and tenacious at times. And uh, I think she's pretty fantastic. My only beef with Clary Starling is the way uh, that Thomas Harris wrote her character in in Hannibal, the following book. And I I think he sold out everything she believed in uh, and when he when he wrote the ending of that book. So that's my only beef. But on the screen in silence, I think she's fantastic. Yeah, and and I agree. I just yeah that that was it's like I read the book, I read Hannibal and everything along those lines. It was yeah, it was just terrible. But it's such a it's like and, and but anyway, I, I mean, and then you got Will Kane from High Noon. I haven't seen that movie, so I can't really judge on this. But if that if we're I mean, Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood's character in Unforgiven, Pale Rider, yeah, um, or. Well, what about Shane from Shane? Well, I would even take further down on this list. They have Rooster Cogburn from True Grit, and I, again, that's another another troubled hero that's that's not morally perfect. Um, but uh, I think Will Kane's a squeaky, more squeaky clean sort of a, a gunslinger than than what we get in some of the other westerns. So I'm with you on that. And then, and then we we got let's see from there we got Rick Blaine from Casablanca. Again, it's just like they, I like that one. On top of the list, you got Oscar Schindler. I mean, there's two different. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's been a while since I've seen Casablanca, so maybe I need to revisit. It's a great it. movie, and Rick Blaine is not a perfect character either. He's got flaws as a as a character, so I like that play. I like Rick Blaine. Okay, all right. Well, I trust your judgment on that one. And then let's see, James Bond, Doctor No. James Bond um, is a great hero. Uh, you know, he is a great hero. I think you it's like I don't even know if I'd lump it in to no Dr. No because he, I like the back half of Doc, uh James Bond because Craig, Doc, or Daniel Craig was a much darker James Bond overall. Daniel Craig is the best right? James Bond and I know people yes. will fight me over that but I, it's not even close. 
I think it's James Bond. Like it's it's almost like one A and one B with yeah. Sean Connery, and then everybody else. Right. Um. I thought I thought Pierce Brosnan was a great choice. I thought the movies were some of the movies were awful. Mm-hmm. Goldeneye was really good, but anyway, um. I think I think Daniel Craig. It's like I think Daniel Craig could be thrown into this in yeah. Casino Royale. Yeah, I totally totally he, agree. Yeah. So. Sean Connery in this, it's just like Dr. No is a great movie, but I don't know. It's like he, James Bond as a whole, if we're going to do that, it's just like I think Daniel Craig could actually come in to a, a better role. That. Mm-hmm. That's so. Um, let's see. Indiana Jones. Yes. Uh, 108 Lost Ark. Yes. Um, that's my favorite. Yeah. Indiana Jones. For movie. sure. I mean, uh, across the board, he's the winner, except we won't lump in crystal skull in there i'll be interested to see what happens as this new, new movie. one's ready to come out yeah yeah so uh what about maverick from top gun excellent and, call excellent uh so and then uh atticus finch uh from kill a mockingbird it's been forever since i've seen that um great character again squeaky clean does the right thing in hard circumstances and in our times that we live in now his character, I think, is one that um, is going to get more love, just given racial circumstances. So I think it's I th- I'm I'm okay with it. Again, it's a little more squeaky clean than I like my heroes, it, but uh, you know I'm I'm not gonna gonna fight about that too much. Okay, I I do have a question about one, okay. and it, it's something. It's just like I think. Would you consider Andy Dufresne mm. a hero? I think so. I think I would. Yeah. I think I would. Yeah. Or is um, it Red the hero? Or both of them? The both heroes? I think they're both heroes in their own way. Um, well, I, Andy I, Dufresne got framed. Right. Uh, Red, however, committed a crime. Yeah, yeah. So I think Andy might be more hero. I don't know if, like, but, I mean, so I think I think what we, we need to revisit this and kind of create, it's like, I think there's, the problem is that there's so many heroes out there and so many like I mean, so many things but it's just like i think this list is very flawed very flawed like, and we miss yeah. it and it's a little dated i mean let, let's go with a couple like i brought up the bride from kill bill um that i i one of my favorites um how about katniss everdeen from the hunger games great hero i haven't seen i've never oh. seen any of the hang- hunger she's games. awesome in the books she's great in the movie um okay let me ask you this question Who's the bigger hero in the Lord of the Rings series? Is it Frodo or is it Samwise? Samwise, because it's Samwise Gamgee, a hundred percent. He is. He should be on this list. That guy was a great hero, um, just an amazing character. And, yes. and that's one that's pretty squeaky clean. But I love that character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like I mean, you could even throw Aragon into that, or yeah, is that yeah. the right name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about uh, how about John McClane from uh, the Diehards? Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, again, there, there's a lot in here that it's just like I, it's, I, it, like I said, it's just like the main list has Arthur Schindler in it. It's just like I think Arthur Schindler is probably a little bit more. Uh, probably needs to be farther down that list, in my opinion. Yeah, but, I like I I like Oscar Schindler though on the list because, again, some moral ambiguity. He gets into things not for the right reason to start with, but has a change of heart and does some great things. So I, I do love him on the list. 
So um, Shane is on here. He's yeah. number 16. Then yeah. they have some Robin Hood, the Adventures of Robin Hood from 1938. I think we've gone back. Virtual Tibbs. Virtual Tibbs. Virtual Tibbs from, from In the, the Heat of the Night. That's, a that's good not one. a bad pick. That's a good one. Um, It's Gandhi. I mean, I think, I think problem with Gandhi is that's a historical reference in mm-hmm. that – I don't think it's like I think you can eliminate this. They have Spartacus in here. This yeah. list is Thelma and Louise. Is Thelma and Louise really are they really heroes? I don't know. How about Sarah Connor know. from the Terminator? Yes, she's good. Yeah. They got General Patton in here from Patton. Yeah. They their their number uh, fifty is um Maximus from Gladiator, and I think he should be pretty damn high. I think he's a great movie hero. I mean, they have Tarzan from Tarzan the Ape Man from 1932 in here. Come on, people. I mean, Tarzan the Ape Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, for sure. Obi-Wan Kenobi is 37. Um, Frank who's a, Serpico. Who's a bigger 40. hero in Star Wars, Obi-Wan or R2-D2? Oh, that's a tough call. I'm thinking of like pre, not the prequels, like before we got Ewan McGregor, old Obi-Wan. R2-D2 is yeah, a hero. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, and Chewbacca. Like, come on. Like, everybody in Star Wars is an effing hero, but uh, I, I, my hierarchy is going to be different than that. Like, I love Obi-Wan in, in the in the original trilogy, but I'm going to I'm gonna rank Han Solo higher. I'm going to rank Chewie higher. I'm going to rank R2 higher, and I'm going to rank Luke higher. Here's another one. Number 43, Moses from Ten yeah. Commandments. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 we got we to gotta filter out this list. Uh, Karen I love Silkwood I love that movie Silver. though. I love I love oh, the yeah. commandments. Yeah, it's a great epic movie. Uh, Maximus from uh, Gladiator. Gladiator. Yeah, that's, that's the one. I, I think he's too low. He's too good. That's a great character. Yeah, yeah. So uh, th- it's like I have to. There's there needs to be a lot of picking up. Lassie. <laughs> right. Lassie. That would make me laugh. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yep. Come on, people. All right. The train. Oh, the tramp! I thought it was going to be from Lady in the yeah. Tramp. It's right. Oh my God, this is so. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, there's, uh, I mean, Sergeant York. I mean, Alvin York from Sergeant York. I mean, that is a good movie, and good I movie. saw that thirty years, forty right. years ago. It's, it's a great it was movie. One of those but... that in the pre-cable era, it was on like the local yes. non-network station every Saturday afternoon. I think I saw that yeah. one in Bridge on the River Kwai. Um, yeah, a thousand times. I'm at Bridge on the River Quiet. It's just like Australia Guinness and that. He's like, he was dark and he kind of he yeah. made the mistake of siding with the Japanese and then realized his mistakes and then accidentally fell on the detonating then, charge yeah, that uh, a, blew up the bridge. Absolutely, I, I know it. I love it. That's a that's a good one. Very good one. Uh, what about Rose from Titanic? No, Is she a hero. No, fuck that. <laughs> She, she let Leonardo die. No, we no, got she's no left. hero. We got to wrap this up. No, yeah, we, we don't have much time. This when you get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll pick this back up. Well, what a lot of fun we've had with this. Yeah, um, Rose is the hero. She killed Leonardo's <laughs> character. Yeah. Um. Well, guys, have a great couple of weeks. I'm going to get this edited before I get out of town and put it up, and uh, we'll get back after you. We got a couple of great ideas for the for later summer, like with some music festival ideas and. Uh, We'll talk some more movies, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll be a little bit more um, deliberate about our content. So, Richard, anything you have? Oh, Mary, uh, Mary, Mary, 
I'm a number nine, Mary. Such a <laughs> such an awful ranking, Mary. Oh my God. All right. On that note, we're going to get out of here. Um, get at us on the socials and I'm going to post a lot of stuff on Instagram and hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we're going to keep living our best midlife. You keep living yours. Adios.